You are now listening to the Forest Blog Podcast, brought to you by Forest Salon Software, the leading appointment and CRM software company according to Forbes. Zoe Belil Springer, how to turn a contact into a salon mentor in just five steps. Whether it be to help you overcome setbacks or just a plan for the future, as your circumstances change, you might feel the need to talk to mentors with different experiences. For many, though, the question is, how do you go about building and nurturing a relationship with a mentor to begin with? Reaching out to someone to get help is already hard in itself, let alone reaching out to someone you don't know much. Finding a mentor doesn't happen overnight. First, you'll need to identify why you feel like you need a mentor and what roadblocks you're trying to get past. Then, try to identify people who might have been through what you've been through or that are in more mature job roles. If you're not too sure where to start, LinkedIn is a great place to connect with people outside your immediate network. Once you've identified a few ideal mentors, it could be another salon owner, someone in the visual merchandising field, retailing industry, etc., then the fun, or so to speak, begins. Not everyone you reach out to will answer, but that's okay. Plus, you don't want to take up too much of someone's time. 1. Do your homework. Blame it on years of doing phone, written, live and podcast interviews within the realm of various industries. Learning about who you're talking to is very helpful. Look up who the person is, what they've done and what they're working on. Put the same effort into that as you would when looking up a salon or spa in which you want to apply for a job. It captures the attention and warms up the person you're about to introduce yourself to. 2. Find out which social media channel they use the most and engage with them. Are they most active on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn? Don't waste time trying to message them where they're not. Do, on the flip side, spend time interacting with their posts and general social media activity. In one of his videos, Gary Vaynerchuk explained to a young entrepreneur that no's were a positive thing, that you weren't always going to get answers. Missing 11 times and hitting the one time of the 12 times that you spent 12 hours on is ROI positive. Great, you, you DM'd and emailed and tweeted 17 shop owners that are trendy and none of them replied. That's good. That's good. Everybody thinks that's a wasted day. That's a good day because you got your answer. It was no. No's are just as good as yeses because you know. It's not gonna come to you and it's not gonna be a miracle. It's grinding it. Like he said, you might not always get an answer. Sometimes it might be the way you asked or what you said. Other times it might just be because the person you've approached is just too busy or gets too many of these messages, so some slip through the cracks. Keep at it. Perseverance is key. Three, show that you're passionate. Talk about your work, but talk about it passionately and in everything you do. Established people, especially if their job role isn't exactly one of a consultant or a coach, don't have the time to motivate you in your work. A mentor or a coach, according to Michael Bungay-Stainer, should be asking you seven questions. And these questions should be aimed at helping you figure out a solution to your roadblock. What's on your mind? And what else? What's the real challenge here for you? What do you want? How can I help? If you're saying yes to this, what are you saying no to? What was most useful for you? If you're scheduled for an initial short chat with someone, prepare thought-provoking questions or common topics you can talk about. And remember, 
Often mentors aren't looking for flattery, so don't be the -the over-the-top, let-me-stroke-your-ego kind of person. They're looking for people who are serious about what they do and have a good work ethic. 4. Be prepared to give first. Something that tends to work well when building this type of relationship is to offer your help on the person's projects. Do make sure it's in your area of expertise and interest, though, otherwise there's no point. It's always easier to give than to ask, and it makes for a good initial setup towards building a trustworthy and fruitful relationship with a salon mentor. 5. When the time is right, open the conversation. If you've been interacting with your ideal mentor for a while, and or have had chats with them, it's very possible that you won't even have to bring up the mentorship conversation. It'll happen naturally. But if it doesn't and you want to get things moving, there are ways to ask. To download a cheat sheet listing what you should include in your outreach email, please visit the written version of this blog. You've just listened to the Forest Blogs, How to Turn a Contact into a Salon Mentor in Just Five Steps by Zoe Belil Springer. The key message is that a salon mentor or a coach isn't there to do your hard work. Coaches and mentors are there to help you see more clearly when you're stuck in a rut. Give a man a fish and you'll feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. To build and nurture a relationship with a mentor, you'll need to be patient. Do your homework, engage with them, show that you're passionate, be prepared to give some of your time first, and when the time is right, discuss potential mentoring opportunities. If you want to share your thoughts, send us an email at marketing at with Salon Mentor as the subject line. One thing before you go. If you enjoyed this topic, don't forget to subscribe, like and share. And if you're looking for more content like this, check out forest.com resources where you'll get access to the written version of the Forest blog as well as our various industry-specific ebooks. The audio version of the Forest blog is brought to you by Forest Salon Software. We help salon owners get their clients back in more often, spending more and generating referrals. Let's grow.